Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Aaron Gearing. All right. Good morning, everybody. Here, one second. I got I to gotta open my giant Bible here. I need two hands for this. That's how big the Bible is. All right, good to see everybody. We have kids in here. Raise your hand if you are between first and sixth grade. Yeah? Wow. Awesome. Welcome, guys. We have youth in here. If you are, like, young or young at heart, no, um, youth, high school and junior high, raise your hand. Let me see you. Let me see you. Yeah. All right. I'm so glad you guys are here, and obviously, um, if you are over 18 or older, you're an adult, I want you... Raise your hand. I want to see your faces too. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, guys. Generations Sunday. I'm going to move this. All right. Wow. I love baptisms. That was so fun. Ethan, I'm so proud of you, man. I just want to say that, Ethan. That was awesome. And I'm going to, I might talk about you in a bit because that. What you said on your card goes right with what I was going to talk about. So uh, that's exciting. So guys, I am so, so excited to be talking today. I'm going to start with casting vision for our kids and our kids ministry and what we do and why we do it. And after I set the table with that, I want to go into some scripture. All right. And I want us to look at something together and actually walk away with something that's going to apply to your life today and the rest of your life. That sound good? All right, can I see a thumbs up if you're with me here? All right, yes. Thank Jesus they're with me. All right, perfect. Okay, actually, I'm gonna pray. So everyone bow your heads, close your eyes, and put your hands out like you're receiving a present. Dear Jesus, we just say we are ready. Guys, can you say I'm ready? God, we are ready for what you want to do in our hearts. We say we are hungry. Come and fill us right now, God. And whatever it is you have for us, just come right here, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, this is fun. So uh, first thing, like I said, I just want to set the table with what we're doing in our kids' ministry. And first, uh, in September, which is this month, we're at the end of September, we chose to change our name to Convergence Kids, okay? And the reason, oh, thank you for the claps. But for the, re- the reason for that, because we were Children's Equipping Center and we're now Convergence Kids, I really want it to be abundantly clear that our kids' ministry is running with the same vision as Convergence, okay? So everything we chase after in this room, everything that we're talking about, we want the kids to go after that as well, okay? So... Um, with that, where is it? Here we go. How many of you guys got a news feed? In here we have our, our core values down here. Every single one of those are not just for adults, but they're for kids too. Okay, so I want you, we want to think generationally. A part of our values here is about uh, raising up the next generation. Okay, so... Um, We want to have the mindset that all of our children, just like us, we have equal access to Jesus. Everyone say equal. Equal. Okay? So the basic 
like even the basics, right? We know, we tell, we tell children about Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice, it was substantial for all of our sins, and that gave us direct access to him, correct? Yeah? yeah? So uh, that's for kids too, and there's no, if you look at the Bible, if you read it cover to cover, there's no magical age when a child is old enough to receive from Jesus. There's no magical age when a kid's ready, like, okay, now you are seven. You're allowed to give your life to Jesus. That's not there. That's not in scripture. You can look, okay? There's no magical age where it's like, all right, now you're old enough for me to go, to go deeper, right? Um, in Matthew, actually, it does talk about kids, though. In Matthew 19, starting at verse 13, it says, then children were brought to Jesus that he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples, Jesus' closest followers, rebuked the people, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and he went away. All right. Now, I just want to pause there. If the, I love we just kind of like picking on the disciples because Jesus rebukes them a couple times, you know? We see in scripture, like, you know, you have little faith. He, he talks to the disciples, he gives it straight, okay? But if the disciples were actually rebuking the families with children, that means there was probably some sort of good reason in their brains to do that because they wouldn't do that for no reason. So maybe it was loud. Maybe it was inconvenient. Maybe it was in their brains impairing them of their progress like Jesus we got to keep going like I don't know we I wasn't there but Jesus slowed down and he said no this is worth it right he said this is worth my time and he laid hands on all of them right so uh actually according to scripture children are worth slowing down for okay you guys with me all right so uh because children are young inexperienced, immature. A lot of times in the church culture, in the church world, we tend to like zero all of our efforts in on what the adults are learning. And we're just like, oh, the kids, they'll get it when they're older. We'll, we'll talk to them when they're older. It's okay. Um, but that's not what we do here. Okay? Here, this is a place where... Um, which Pastor Rig also already said, this phrase we love saying around here, I think it came from Bethel first, but don't quote me, it's that there's no junior Holy Spirit. Okay? So there's no, like, you guys ever been to, like, Denny's or any, any restaurant with a kid's menu? Okay? There's, like, a kid's menu, and you can or, have your kids order off it, and it's, like, a smaller portion, and it's cheaper, so everybody's happy. Right? Because the kids don't need that much food. I mean, you don't need that much food in the adult plates. I mean, come on. But, um, but you know, you don't want your kids to be gluttons, so you give them the kids' menu. All right? And uh, sometimes, like, we went to a restaurant growing up. It was the only restaurant we'd go to for a while because on Sundays, kids eat for 99 cents. So my parents were like, we can afford that. We'd have, enough, we'd have a ton of money growing up. So we would go, and we'd go there, and we'd have... You know, kids eat 99 cents. That was great. For some reason, when we turned 12, we stopped going. I don't know. I don't know why. That was really weird. It's just we stopped going to that restaurant. Um, no. Um, but in the kingdom, there's no, like, uh, there's no, like, happy meal Holy Spirit, 
right? Where it's like, oh, you are only in second grade. You're only five. You only get a little bit of me. God doesn't hold back, right? And it's kind of funny that we think that way, that we think so highly of ourselves. Because Jesus, God has been here since the beginning of the universe. He's seen generations come and go. He's seen empires come and go. And we think because we're, I got 20 years on one of my kids that I know so much more about Jesus than they do. When God's right here and whoever, it says, blessed are the hungry for they will be filled. Right? So if you're hungry, you will be filled. Does that make sense? All right. So there is no junior Holy Spirit. Okay? So kids can and should encounter the Lord the same way we do. So that's in salvation. All right? So we're really good at, like, evangelizing to kids. But that also goes with uh, teaching kids about healing, about hearing the voice of the Lord, about... Uh, seeing signs and wonders, experiencing visions and dreams. That's all, for, that's all for the kids, too. It's for them, too. The idea of, like, uh, getting someone saved and not equipping them fully, like, that doesn't make any sense to me, you know? I'm not going to get you saved and then be like, oh, you know what? You know what, Hope? I got you saved, but I'm not going to tell you about how Jesus heals people yet. You know what that's doing? That's, that's not cool. That's like playing baseball and being like, oh, you don't get a glove yet. You know the rules. You can, you can bat if you want, but we're not going to give you a glove. You can just catch, the hand, catch it with your bare hand, and it'll be fine. And then you're like, why do you have a broken finger? Get a glove. You know? So we want our kids to be fully equipped for what life has for them. All right? And like Pastor Greg said, life is happening for them right now. All right, there's a battle going on for our kids right now, so we want them to be fully prepared and fully ready, okay? All right, so everything that we go after in here is transferable to the next generation, okay? So I want us to have the mindset that my breakthrough, everyone say me, okay? My breakthrough is not just for me, okay? Your breakthrough is not just for you, but it's for the people around you, and it's for the next generation, okay? So that means the things that we tackle in this room, it's for the kids too, right? Uh, a lot of you in this room remember when we did some long series on Ecclesia. Do you guys remember Ecclesia? That, that revelation we've been chasing after, what the church was built for, the identity of the church, Right? You guys remember, on my rock I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of Hades will not prevail. That's for kids too. Right? So we can take it to our workplaces, our spheres of influence, right? But kids, they have their own spheres of influence. And just like there's no junior Holy Spirit, there's also no junior ecclesia. Okay? It's there. Okay? The other thing we've been going after lately is even the bookshelf on that, right? Which is the, father's, the father heart of God, right? And even you dads in here, you know you're not perfect, okay? Which means your kids still need to encounter their heavenly father, all right? We can lay down our pride and say that, okay? Our kids need to encounter God the same way we are, okay? And I think you guys are getting it. So actually, the kids' wing in our kids' church, it's over here. You guys might have seen it. There's like a cool big door over there and some, 
Sometimes we have scary looking guys over there making sure no, no one invades, you know? We have the big door. It's not so we can be like, okay, kids, out of my way. Go over there because I'm going to be in the holier place and worship the Lord who is great thou art. No, that's not what it is, right? Because it's not a pushing aside, but actually it's a propping up, okay? Because what it's saying is the reason we have the kids wing is because kids learn differently than adults do. So what we're going to do is we're going to be intentional with them. And we're going to go on their level and we're going to let them encounter Jesus the way they can encounter Jesus. Okay? It's not, a, it's not a side, it's up. Does that make sense? Okay. So I want us to get that and I think we're getting that. So uh, when, we, when you drop your kids off in kids' church on Sunday mornings, it's not babysitting. Okay? It's not like, great. I mean, some of you parents do look forward to the break you get. Don't lie. Don't lie. You know, you got your kids to church. Sometimes that's a battle. Okay? My parents were lucky. My parents are pastors. So growing up, we lived next door to the church. And we were still late sometimes because we were kids. Okay? Like, it's a battle just getting here. So I get, you know, enjoy the break. But that's not what it is. You're not dropping them off of the babysitters. Okay? But you are giving them a place where they can encounter God the way they need to. Okay? So it's not babysitting. We champion our children. And some of you, in fact, we had some people raise their hands and said they were new. Some of you probably came in here and thought, this wood thing is really cool. And you might think to yourself, like, yeah, man, reclaimed wood is in right now. This church is hip. They got it going on. They had, they had coffee. They had this. Reclaimed wood. I'm home. All right? Some of you thought that. Well, now it is cool. Don't get me wrong. That was in the discussion probably. But this design element, if you look, it looks like a hardwood floor. And this is actually a symbol of our value system that we want our ceiling to be the floor of the next generation. And their ceiling is going to be the floor of the generation after that. Does that make sense? Okay. So we are going generation to generation. Can you touch your neighbor and say, pass it on? All right, here we go. All right. I want to, if you can grab your Bibles real quick. I want to go to uh, Psalm 78, okay? I'm not going to read the whole chapter because that would take a long time. All right, but there's some verses near the beginning that I want to, I want to hit and I want to talk about because this applies to your life today and the rest of your life, okay? Nod your head if you're with me. All right, perfect. Here we go. I'm going to start at verse 4. Uh, Psalm 78, starting at verse 4. We will not hide them, the commandments, from their children, but to tell the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children. Now listen to this, that the generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell it to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Okay? That's a generational focus right there. They're talking about remembering the law, telling it to your kids, and it's for the benefit of those kids who aren't even born yet, so your children's children. All right? Those yet unborn. Okay? Uh, it's crucial. 
So, like, the easy, the easy application for that, right? Because this goes on. It talks about God's goodness. It also talks about the hard things in the, in the past of the Hebrews, right? But it talks about how God's goodness is there, okay? So, we actually have the opportunity and the responsibility to share what God's done for us. Everyone has this responsibility, okay? Can everyone say, pass it on? Okay, so your breakthrough is not just for you. Everyone say, pass it on. Okay. It's for the benefit of those around you and for those who are coming after you. Remember, it says, for those yet unborn. Okay? Our breakthrough is not just for us. Everyone say, pass it on. Okay, great. Now, I have, a, I have a little metaphor for you. I want you to follow me on this. Raise your hand if you like sourdough bread. Yeah, I love sourdough. This is a good Bay Area crowd. You guys like sourdough bread. We have some weird regional things. Like, you know, Chicago, it's deep dish pizza. New York, it's thin pizza, paper-thin pizza. Here, it's sourdough bread, rice-a-roni, and it's-its. We live in a weird place, okay? But that's okay, all right? But you guys know what sourdough bread is. It's tasty. It's scrumptious. Okay. I'm making you all hungry now. Okay. So it's different. I want you guys to catch something real quick. So sourdough bread, it's different than regular bread because you don't just add yeast. You do something else. Instead, you have something called a starter. And this starter is like a wild yeast and a wild leaven. It catches, it catches uh, the bacteria that's already in the atmosphere, and it ferments the dough. Okay? And it's that starter that is the rising agent. So when the starter is activated, that's when it can leaven a loaf and cause the bread to rise. Are you guys with me? Catching it? Okay. So I want you to check this out. So every sourdough recipe calls for a little bit of starter. And uh, to ensure you have enough for the next loaf, you have to add to it and feed it, and then it can keep growing. Okay? Now, when you feed the starter, uh, the wild yeast, like the new flour and the new water you put in it, the wild yeast will take over that new flour and it activates it. Everyone say activates. Okay. It activates it, and this can actually continue for as long as the starter stays fed. Okay? For as long as it stays fed, this can continue. Okay? Now, speaking of like what I was saying earlier, pass it on, passing it generation to generation, the starter that me and Caitlin have, it was actually given to us, and it's from a starter that is over 100 years old. Right? So it was past generation, generation. And it's not even like our family. It's an old professor of ours from college hooked Caitlin up because she was hoping he would, and he did. It was amazing, right? And it tastes really good. It gets better with age, too, right? So uh, this starter is actually older than me, okay? In fact, most of you... Actually, all of you don't look over 100 years old, which means, um, so many jokes I could have said right there, um, which means, like, the bacteria in our starter is actually older than all of you, right? And starter can die if it's not fed, okay? Um, I want you guys to follow me on this metaphor, though. It's passed generation to generation. The way to kill a starter is to starve it, and the way to keep it alive, and the way to activate it is to feed it. Okay, you got to feed it. So I want to say it again, your breakthrough is not just for you. Okay? When you give your life to Jesus, 
When you encounter the love of the Father, when you receive healing, when you encounter Jesus in a fresh way, that activates something in you, okay? That sparks something in you, and that thing can spread, okay? Um, it activates something in your heart. And even like Matthew 13 says, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. So um, let's make it legal real quick, okay? But... Um, <laughs> It activates something in your heart, and when you share it, it can work in the hearts of others, okay? So that's why we get to pass it on, all right? We have something, we have a breakthrough, and we can pass it on. In, uh, in Psalm 78, it talks about to the next generation, so they can tell their kids, their kids can tell their kids, and it keeps going, okay? So your breakthrough isn't for you. In fact, there's people who aren't born yet, they're gonna, and they will benefit from what God's doing in your life today. You realize that? Kids who aren't even born yet are going to benefit from what God does in you today. Okay? I have a few examples of this, actually. It's pretty fun. Um, uh, Back in, uh, I might get dates wrong, but back in 1950s, there was a healing revivalist named William Branham. All right? And he had a healing ministry. There was a few revivalists back in the day, and he was known for his healing ministry. He would pray for people that would get healed. There's a big revival, okay? Awesome stuff. I wish I could have been there, but I wasn't born yet, okay? Now, um, interestingly enough, uh, I know a couple of the people that have gotten prayed for by him. My grandma and my grandpa got prayed for by him when they were unable to have kids. He prayed for them And that's when they were able to have my dad. Talk about a generational blessing, because now I'm I'm here. My brothers are here. You know what I'm saying? So that's a breakthrough that's still happening, right? We can praise God for that. And when I have kids, I'm going to tell them that story. Okay? And when I hear people say, like, they need God's breakthrough in that area, I can tell them that story. Right? That, ben- that literally had a physical benefit on people who weren't even born yet, right? And when we hear stories from our family, some of us grew up in Christian homes, some of you didn't, okay? One of the benefits from my, my family is I got to hear stories of what God's done, and I think of it to this day, and it still reminds me of how good God is. Like, there's a simple story my dad just brings up every now and then. When he was wanting to go back to school, he wasn't sure if he was supposed to, and he prayed to God for the money, because we didn't have much money back then. Somebody wrote him a check for the exact amount, and he knew that was the sign for him to go, right? So when I know things are in a bind, you know, I think back to stories like that, because if God's done it once, he's going to do it again, right? So that breakthrough isn't just for you in this moment, but it's for the next generation. Can you say, pass it on? I have another story for you. It's not just families. It's not just your family, too. There's a lady who went to the church, the uh, same church as me, when I lived in Oregon. She was praying for her husband to get saved. And it felt like a hopeless prayer. She was contending for him for over 30 years. She convinced her husband to come and volunteer at the youth camp we were doing. I was a senior in high school at that point. He comes to the youth camp, and he decides to sit in on chapel, and the Lord grips his heart, and he gives his life to Jesus. Okay? 
If you think about praying the same prayer for 30 years straight and not stopping. So when I, so, but that breakthrough, it's not my family, whatever, but in my spiritual family, I have that in my heart. I haven't talked to them in a long time, but I have that testimony and I share it with people. And when I talk to people who are like, I'm praying for my family members, they're, they, it's, it's like they don't want it. It seems helpless. It seems helpless. I'm like, well, I have a testimony. And God is good. And he's done it. If he did it for her, he'll do it for you. Right? So I want to say it again. Your breakthrough is not just for you. But it's meant to be passed on. Does that make sense? Okay. Great. Because if that didn't make sense, I'd be, I'd be questioning some things here. All right. All right. Also... I want to say, I've been talking about, a lot about uh, about passing on generation to generation. And if you're the if you're a first generation Christian, like you're the first one in your family to get saved, back to that whole sourdough thing, you can start a starter. It's not that hard. You can start. It can start with you. Okay. It can start with you. And if you don't have those family testimonies, that's fine because we all have the Bible. Okay. And the whole the Bible was written by God, okay? It's living and active, okay? So when you need encouragement, yeah, I can, remember, I can remember that thing with my dad, but I can also remember what happened when Daniel was in the lion's den, and he for sure was gonna die. And he probably already did the whole mental grieving thing of like, oh my goodness, my time is here, but God is worth it. I'm gonna do this. He goes in and God shuts the mouths of the lions. You guys remember that story? Okay? We, we have stories like that in the Bible, right? David and Goliath, David and Saul, David and Absalom. Okay, we have a lot of David stories because David's awesome. Let's just, let's just get that straight, okay? We have Noah and the ark. <laughs> we have Jonah and the whale. We have all these, and these are things that happened, all right? The Bible recounts them, but the Lord can quicken our spirits and, and uh, we can encounter his word and we remember if God did it before, he can do it again, all right? So your breakthrough is not just for you, okay? So Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing in this room today. We thank you for what you want to say and what you want to do, Lord. I ask you to touch every heart in here. Touch every heart in here, Lord. Guys, I think there's two... Now, I know there's two types of people in this room right now, okay? I'm talking about passing it on. There's those of us who already have it and we need to share it. And there's those of us who are like, Aaron, I have no idea what you're talking about, okay? So that means we have two, we have two options here. If you need it, then get it. And if you got it, you got to give it away, Okay? And it might not be the next generation at first. It might be your coworker, it might be your neighbor, it might be your brother, it might be your sister, but you got to give it away. Okay? Back to uh, Ethan's baptism card. He wanted to proclaim the testimony for his friends who don't know Jesus. That's so kingdom. That's so ecclesia. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about here. That's giving it away. God's activated something in his heart and he wants to give it away. Right? But I know there's some people in here, you might be feeling dry. You might have already given your life to Jesus, but you might be feeling dry. You might need a miracle. You might feel like you have nothing to give right now. I want you to know that that's okay, because we can get it today, all right? 
that encounter you're looking for, that can happen today. Because Jesus just needs our yes. All right? Does that make sense? Jesus needs our yes. Okay. So we all have a, we all have a story to share. Okay? So here's what I want to do. I want to go into uh, a little bit of a response time here. Um, if you need a fresh touch from God, in a second, we're going to have the prayer ministry team up here. If you need a fresh touch from God or you need to give your life to Jesus, I want you to come up here. Okay? And I want you to get it. I want you to, Lord, activate it in your heart. Okay? And if you... If you, uh, if you already encountered Jesus, but you feel stuck, like you don't know what you're doing, I want you to ask God, who am I supposed to share it with? He'll tell you, and you might not like his answer. I've had that happen before. But you're meant to share it, because your breakthrough is not just for you, right? Actually, I want the prayer ministry team, come on, come on up. And I want, uh, yeah, so I just want to call it out right now. If you need healing at all, go ahead and go to the prayer ministry team, okay? We actually, I'm going to have, uh, Jesus, Jesus. Sorry, I just remembered. did have three three words of knowledge in our in our team huddle this morning too so anybody who needs peace anybody who's having any problems with their ears god wants to heal you okay so anybody who needs healing when it's time i want you to come up and we're going to pray for you and you're going to get healed need a word from the lord we can do that okay you need to give your life to jesus we can do that okay thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to have Pastor Greg come on up. Let's all stand. You guys let uh, Pastor Aaron know how much you appreciate him. Just a good word today. Great word today. I would want my kids to be, and they, my grandkids are, a part of what he's doing with our children. Amazing. Is there anybody here you have, um, I just want to kind of reiterate those words of knowledge real quick. Is anyone here, you're having a problem with your ears? Would you just kindly put your hand up? If you are, if, you're, if you feel comfortable, uh, why don't you make your way to the front and, and receive prayer ministry? We believe that if the Lord is going to give us a word of knowledge, that means he, he has a gift for you. And, and he's, he's saying that to you. That a good father is saying, come forward. Let's, let's. I mean, he, can pray, he can minister to you right there for sure. But there is something about the laying on of hands. Um, I don't know what the other ones were. What were the other ones? Oh, you need peace. Yeah. 
Okay. Is there anyone you just, um, I don't know, you're feeling a bit hopeless. I don't know. That's kind of a tough one to invite people to come forward to. But if that's you after the service, please make your way front. We want to pray over you. And and we want the the Father to fill your heart by the Holy Spirit so that so hope can come once again. And what was the other one? Oh, okay. Yeah. If you just want to receive more from the Lord, I think that was, that's a real make your way to the front too. And there's uh, people minister to you. If there's other people who are on the ministry team that um, would like to come and pray, you could totally do that. Um, you feel totally welcome to do that. Well, I really appreciate Pastor Aaron. I appreciate all those who serve in our children's ministries area. If that's you, put your hand up. If you serve in any way, shape, or form, put your hand up really high. And we just want to thank you. Thank you for serving. Thank you for giving your life. And I know we have kids in here too, so I'm looking at my granddaughter right now. She's kind of staring at the front, like checking it all out, like, whoa, look at all these people getting prayed for. And so we just want to say to all of, all of our kids that we love our kids, and um, we want to see them change the world. Is that true? Can you say amen with that too? It's... So let's just bow our heads real quickly. Let me just close us in prayer, and then uh, I'll let you guys just fellowship afterwards and connect. If you need more prayer, obviously you can come forward. So Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't push the kids out, but you invited them in. Thank you, Lord, that you just didn't pat them on the back, but you blessed them. And so we say, and we we just kind of, in one sense, run after your heart. And you even said that we need to come to you as children so we can learn a lot about our faith and where we need to be just by watching our kids and our grandkids. So, Father, I pray that you bless our children. I pray that you would perform miracles in, these, in this line, in this ministry team line here this afternoon. We thank you for your presence. I pray, Lord, that you would be with every single person in this room, those who couldn't be with us, those who are watching us via web. We just pray blessing on all of you in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.